Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were looking at your phone while driving, let me say it again. Seriously, put down your phone. That is so unsafe. If you didn't do stuff like use your phone while driving, you could save money with Progressive Snapshot. But saving or not, just put it down. And if you did hear it the first time because you weren't looking at your phone, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. This is a podcast from Minute Media. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Friday edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. I'm Adam Weiner alongside Thomas Carinante, and the New York Yankees have blown a seven-game wildcard lead in 12 games. The 2007 Mets did it in 17, and they're the gold standard of sucking. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with the mailbag question. If that's something you would like to do, we'll be happy to answer it on a future podcast. Yeah. For everybody who said I was being too alarmist when I said the Yankees should watch out for the Blue Jays and they were about to get swept if they didn't clean their act up, there's a sweep without a lead held. Didn't hold a lead in four games. Haven't done that since 1908 in a four-game series at home. 1908, long time ago. Haven't done that since 1908. That's how bad this Yankee team currently is. I got alarmist twice this year. I said the Yankees were about to get swept in a four-game set by the Red Sox at Fenway after Chad Green blew the first game. They vastly outplayed the Red Sox in that four-game set and still lost three out of four because of Red Sox BS magic. That's what happens at Fenway. Then I said the Yankees had to watch out for a sweep here, and they got swept. So in games where I predicted the Yankees would go 0-8, they are combined 1-7. Dunk on me, I guess. One win out of eight is good. Great. 1-7. I said 0-8, 1-7. Thomas Carinante, welcome to the podcast. The cushion is gone. The season is not over. But when you lose Jonathan Loisaga, Garrett Cole briefly, and Jamison Tyone in a couple days span, and your offense can't hit, might be a problem. Yeah, doesn't help the morale. Um, but even so, I think something is still wrong with this with this clubhouse or just with Why? the organization. I don't You're know. Perfect. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what are you talking about? What what could be the problem here? I, I like I'm not I'm not surprised. I don't care. I mean, I do care because it sucks. But like, I'm not shocked. I'm not like I, I can sleep. I don't have to worry about anything. Nothing's spooking me anymore. We watched this happen for the first four, four plus months of the season. And now it's happening again. And there's no reason to think that a 13 game win streak would have cured all, especially when they were they were pressing all the right buttons and getting lucky. That's part of the game. That's what happens at times. Um, what I just 1908, man, Teddy Roosevelt was president. World War One didn't even start yet. Like the what? bull moose party. America was polarized <laughs> between the, the Democratic Republicans and the bull moose party. They were throwing underhand still in baseball. 
Like, un- unbelievable. <laughs> the Yankee, yeah, the Yankees got four games swept without holding a lead because yeah. a pitcher on the other team learned the curveball. Yeah, he had wicked spin on it. He was, he was throwing One guy, it. <laughs> it was one pitcher who started all four games. They're like, we can't, we can't hit this guy. He got two pitches. But, yeah, so you look at this team and it's just, you can't help but be angry. They have, they're still like, like we said the other day, they're the 20th best offense in the league, top to bottom all-star team. Um, can't get it done. And look, I'm not, I'm not blaming Aaron Boone for all of the problems that this team has experienced. He can't mm. help. He can't help that they're not hitting and or performing in clutch situations. He can't help himself from bringing in Andrew Heaney. You know, he raises <laughs> his right arm, raises itself. He doesn't know what he's doing. Got a weird arm. Well, that's what I'm getting to. So he's had just (laughs) drastic lineup gaffes. And we don't have to keep talking about Luke Voigt because it's clear that that's a problem. Luke Voigt was the hottest hitter on this team, and then he doesn't play. And then he's brought in in pinch hitting situations. I talked about it when I was uh, on here by myself last week. You take away a guy's rhythm, and then you think inserting him in the eighth inning in a big spot is going to recreate whatever he was doing the, the the three games before Voight started what seven seven out of the last 16 games after he was batting like 429 so that's one problem then look I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Tyler Wade because it's another managerial issue uh, am I opposed to Andrew Velasquez starting at shortstop no not really I, I I like the way he plays defense. I know he had this that one error on Wednesday night that everyone's going to keep referencing now as to why he shouldn't be playing there every day. But Tyler Wade probably should have gotten more playing time than Velasquez over this stretch while Glaber Torres was out as well. And then you insert him in the lineup last night and you think that, oh, yeah, maybe he'll provide a spark. How is he going to provide a spark? He hasn't played. He hasn't started. He hasn't started in uh, how many games has he started over the past like week or 10 days, maybe one or two. Um, Yeah, I want to say one. (laughs) Yeah, like I I don't know. That's like the the managerial stuff in that sense is insane to me. Uh, We can talk about moving Joey Gallo to the two hole when he did earlier in the week or and last week when it was just clearly not. I don't know how you do that uh, when he's the worst hitter on the team. Um Glaber Torres is the worst player on this team. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll just have to say that it's just, yeah, it's so by, bad. By far. Um, by far. And then the pitching decisions, I'll quickly go through the, it's the bullpen. Look, you need your man, your team top to bottom is going to do this. Not, not, not as bad as the Yankees are doing it, but your team is not going to be clicking and you're going to need some help in the form of the guy running the club, the guy whose executive decisions can sway the momentum of a game or can save the team, can stop the bleeding at any point, or can save the team from themselves. And Aaron Boone continually does not do that. The Yankees, t- the Yankees have Luis Heel on the mound on Wednesday. Um, was he looking good? No. Was he was he looking bad? No. He was wild. Um, he he issued seven walks in that one. Uh, he finally ended up giving up his first runs of the season because of Aaron Boone's decision, but. He'll walks the he he I think what he got one out he walked two batters and then Boone leaves him in for another batter. What do you think is going to happen? He has no control. So instead of taking him out there and having the bullpen go, we're at the game. We're standing there at the game looking at the bullpen. There's nobody going in the bullpen. Luis Heel is missing the strike zone time for batter after batter after batter. 
Then meanwhile, finally, they're like, we're we're at the game. There's like four guys up in the Jays bullpen, yeah, just like stretching, moving. Yeah. <laughs> hey, in case you need me, coach, like I'll be ready. Yankees bullpen, like the bullpen catchers throwing balls to people in the bleachers. <laughs> Who wants a ball? Like the bases are just being. Like, we're just giving bases away. Like, Here you go, take first. Yeah, no and way. then unbelievable. And then he goes to Lucas Litke, who I liked. What I like, everybody has liked what Lucas Litke has done this year. Lucas Litke coming in in the fourth inning to get the team out of a bases loaded jam is preposterous. He is not the kind of pitcher that could do that. He doesn't. He, you need a guy with a, a somewhat overpowering fastball there to to attack hitters. You need to attack hitters in that spot. You can't just be pitching around guys with the bases loaded. That's how you walk in a run. Anyway, first pitch, wild pitch, scores a run. Then Dickerson pops out. Great. You get the one out. But then who's up next? MVP candidate Marcus Simeon. You want Lucas Licky facing Marcus Simeon? That was your grand plan? Or were you just banking on him having Corey Dickerson ground into a double play? All unlikely scenarios. And then last night, and that could have, you know, Brett Garner ends up hitting the three-run homer to tie it in that, but it didn't have to get to that. Maybe Maybe they get one run there based on a better pitching change and then Gardner hits that home run and it's three to one. And then it's kind of different from that point on with the way the Jays are attacking the opposing pitching. And then last night, Nestor Cortez, another good, good start wasted. I don't know how you decide to bring in Sal Romano. I understand it's the bottom of the lineup. Sal Romano has 15 appearances to his name (laughs) this year with a 6.23 ERA. He just got called up from AAA and that's the guy you're going to use. That's, that's the guy you're going to use who immediately coughs up the lead. The Yankees haven't even been able to enjoy ties. I don't, I don't know how you don't use Wandy Peralta there. I don't know how, like, again, the next reliever brought in is one reliever and one inning too late. And then that's what costs the Yankees. Sal Romano coughs up the coughs up the go ahead run. And that's the end of it. So bad, bad, bad manager, bad managerial decisions. No surprise though, because this has happened time and time again. Um, not not the entirety of the problem, but this is that's you can't have that when your team is performing like this. There needs to be some sort of balance. And there's not there's when the Yankees are having problems, it's problems in every area of the roster. Yeah. Is Aaron Boone flush with bullpen options right now? No, no one's going to be like, Aaron, your bullpen is stacked. Why are you going to Sal Romano? But Albert Abreu available. You like him or you hate him. I don't know. He's available. Can come in that game. Doesn't has definitely has more experience. With this team in this situation than Sal Romano, Andrew Heaney comes in later in the game. It's a 4-2 game. You can use Chad Green. Chad Green's available. He's the closer in that game, supposedly, according to Boone. You want to use him? He's got a 4.71 ERA since coming in in Houston. Still rather see him than Heaney. Again, uh, you didn't use Abreu earlier. That's the fun thing about not using Abreu earlier. He's available He's later. Now. You can bring him in now. You, you never. Here's the Andrew Heaney rule. Don't bring in Andrew Heaney. <laughs> Period. I actually don't. I was going to say don't bring him in unless it's a blowout. I actually don't care when you don't bring him in ever. Um, Aroldis Chapman blew a couple saves and got relegated to 12-1 duty in Seattle. And that's how they got him right. It's like, all right, it's a 13-run it's a game. We can bring Aroldis Chapman in. But Andrew Heaney blows the most important, um, at this point, the most important game of the season. That Orioles game, which was the turning yeah. point yep. of everything. They win that, you know, they, if they win that, they still have a wild card lead. Today, it's a half game in in thin quotation marks. That's a fake thing fake because game. that means they're tied in the loss column. So there's some day moving forward where the Yankees don't have a game and the Blue Jays do, or the Yankees have one game and the Blue Jays have a double header. I don't know what it is. I haven't checked the schedule because the Blue Jays were nine games back two weeks ago. So I didn't have to check the Blue Jays schedule, but 
there's some day coming up where the Blue Jays could just win their game, which they do every day, and then they would tie the Yankees for the wild card lead. Um, the Yankees had <laughs> my brain. <laughs> I just <laughs> what did they, they have? Called, they don't have anything, so you don't even know what you're Sal talking Romano about. Romano yesterday, the art yeah. director for Mad Men. They were like, <laughs> we got a Jameson Tyone's on the IL. We've got all these guys to activate. We've got Michael King. We need to find room for. We've got Domingo Herman, who seems ready. Severino in a couple. No, Sal Romano's coming up. Steven Riding's going to the minor league IL. Really hurt this team. Can't mm-hmm. believe those words came out of my mouth. Apparently, it's not a serious injury, but you'd have to think he'd be here if not for that. And so Sal Romano comes in, the art director for Mad Men, in a two-two game. All of a sudden, and goes, mm, "I don't like what I'm seeing here. I actually, <laughs> I, this is not my color palette. I have to be honest with you." And just gets the first two outs of an inning, single, single, bang, 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 uh, lead surrendered. Two days in a row, by the way. Um, we said they didn't hold a lead in this entire four-game series. They didn't. It's true. They never had a lead. But the first two games, completely non-competitive, just no chance, didn't do anything, nothing worthwhile. Next two games, Boone, Boone puts a three-spot on the board in the third game. Just He does that himself. Then uh, Brett Gardner hits an all-time season-turning three-run homer, which would have been a momentum changer for anybody else, not us. Andrew Velasquez error. Clay Holmes gives up the run. Green gives up a run. Chapman gives up a run. That game ends up not close. And it was, at one time, a 3-3 game with all the momentum in the Yankees' corner. Joely Rodriguez came out after that and whiffed the side, basically. And, you know, nope, throw it away. Yesterday, again, 2-0. Nestor, great start. The starting pitching is almost never the problem with this team. Seriously, literally almost never. Every day, six innings, two runs. Seven innings, three runs. This is the New York Yankees. That is... Good enough to win for most teams in baseball. And for this one, that should be just fine. These are not the aces. This is Nestor Cortez Jr. Six innings, two runs against the Toronto Blue Jays at the bandbox at his Yankee Stadium is fine. Leaves the game. Rizzo ties it with a two-run home. Again, the momentum has turned. You win that game. It's two and a half game lead over Toronto with an easy schedule coming up. That's not so bad. It's not great. It's not so bad. They were at a safe enough place entering this series that all they really had to do is beat Toronto once. All they really had to do, honestly. You want to beat them three times. You want to get them out of here. You want them to go away. But all you really had to do was beat them once, maintain that two-and-a-half game lead, keep pace with the Red Sox. And if they'd won one of the games, they'd still be ahead of the Red Sox, by the way. Now they're not. Um, they're basically, those two teams are even in the loss column, so they're a game behind, again, in the fake quotes. But they're basically tied. Win one and you're ahead. Um, and upcoming schedule, you got the Mets three times at City Field. Not easy, you know, but there are tougher matchups. Uh, headed out of that, they don't have an off day ever, so that's a problem. Uh, one game against Minnesota at home, the rainout game. I kind of wish we'd played that a couple weeks ago and and won it. But what are you gonna do? Go to Baltimore for three. Come back home, Cleveland for three. Come back home, Texas for three. Go to Boston. Not great after an off day though, so that's better than it could have been. Go to Toronto for three. Horrible. Come back home and face Tampa. But Tampa's 10 games up in the AL East, so that's not so bad. It's not going to be, they're not going to go easy on you, but that's a Yankee Stadium home series against Tampa with the division decided. So, you know, Tampa knows, Tampa knows what's up. Tampa, you, it's not possible to go mentally all out every game. You know, you don't, you want to finish strong, but that's not at Boston and at Toronto. So, look, you win two out of three from the Mets. You win the Minnesota game, you win all three of the Baltimore games. I'll even give you one loss there if you want. Take two out of three from Cleveland, sweep Texas, take two out of three from Boston, please. Win one of the three games in Toronto. Just one. Take your pick. One of the games. 
and then come home for Tampa, take two out of three. You'd probably be okay in that scenario. There's still time to be okay. Season's not over yet, but they just put on a masterclass in lead blowing. I thought the Red Sox blowing their nine and a half game lead in a month to us and then ultimately going four back at some point was impressive. Seven game lead in 12 days after you just built it up with a 13 game winning streak. 13 game winning streak to two and 10 is special stuff. And they should have lost the first game to the Orioles too. They have one defined win, thick W, in the last 12 games after winning 13 in a row. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, preview the Mets series. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code radio and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code radio. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to the Inkso Yard podcast. <clears throat> yeah, one victory. One victory since the winning streak was broken. Mm. Um, all of the people who, after they lost the two games in Oakland, which were just fine losses, all the people that were like, more of the same, first half Yankees. And I spent a lot of time on Twitter being like, you guys are morons. Um, no, apparently I forgot what it's like to root for this team. I'm stupid. The dumbest fans were right. They were all right. Here come the Mets, a team that just went into Miami in a must-win series and did not win that series. They're under 500. They're us. They look like us. If this is what Steve Cohen envisioned taking the city back would look like, both teams being completely useful, <laughs> useless, then job well done, Steve. Um, but the pitching matchups, you know, I, I mean, again, the Yankee pitching is... <laughs> Yankee pitching has not been a problem nope. basically ever. Sometimes they have a blow up start and then people will tweet. Oh God. Yankees never have enough pitching. They've had like the best ERA in the American league all year. Jordan Montgomery against Tyler McGill. Fine. That's Friday mm -hmm. night. Kluber against Taiwan Walker. Two guys who don't have as much steam as they did in May. Kluber go give you four good innings. Maybe he can do a little more this time. Mets offense isn't exactly spectacular. Walker now seven to nine with a 4.15 ERA. Is this your all-star? I don't think so. And Sunday, the Yankees have a TBD slot against Carlos Carrasco, who has a 5.88 ERA on the season. Good story. Not ready for prime time just yet. Um, that's probably going to be Clark Schmidt, right? Or maybe Davey Garcia, who was up with the taxi squad yesterday, throwing around. I hope it's Clark. He's earned it. Davey has not earned it. Uh, but it looked like it might be Andrew Heaney. And then he obviously pitched on Thursday for no reason. So he will not be starting Sunday's game. And if he does, if Andrew Heaney starts on short rest, I will, I will start the podcast on Monday in French. <laughs> like if that's what, if that's what we're doing, if Aaron Boone's like, I still thought Heen dog was the best option, <clears throat> even on, you know, on short rest. I still thought he was throw, getting the ball out. Good. And Boone was by the way, after the Thursday game said he need been bitten a little by the home run ball. You know he's giving those up, right? <laughs> Bitten? It's not umpires aren't awarding the opposing team home runs in Andrew Heaney starts. He's giving them up with his pitches. Just to clarify. So, Thomas, how do you feel about this Mets series? It's not that it's not that bad. There, there's no game in this. 
I looked at the Blue Jay series and went because all the Blue Jay stars yeah. are good and the matchups didn't really make sense. All of these, uh, they, I mean, all of these make sense. These can all, these all feel like coin flips. The Blue Jay series made me want to puke just because, you know, they've taken it to us for a good portion of this year and they, they gave us a ton of trouble last year. So and they're fighting and they're fighting for a playoff spot. So that 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 was certainly worrisome. Now, nothing against Mets fans. If there was one team I wanted to run into amid this horrific slide, it, it would be the Mets. Um, like you just said, March into Miami needed to win two. Can't do that. Lost two. Uh, what the hell? They played the Nationals for five games straight. Cool. Yeah, they played the Nationals for five games straight. They took three of five. Okay, um, they, they can't score um, when when they 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 have these random bursts of offense, and then they go back to you know scoring three runs in two games and can't sc- and then can't walk off and then can't get runs and extras against against the Marlins. Um, and their pitching staff has wildly regressed. Uh, Tyler McGill was great. At the beginning, when when he was called up, now he's got a four two ERA. I think Taiwan Walker, like you said, all star, now four point one five ERA. He's been dreadful in the second half. Carlos Carrasco, God bless the guy with his comeback and everything, has not been good. Uh, no reason to suggest that five point eight eight ERA. In fact, um, no reason no reason to suggest that the Yankees should have trouble with this pitching after the. Uh, after the really good pitching they saw um, against Toronto. Um, so if there's any, if there's a time where the bats need to wake up, this is a fake road series. This is a great sandwich for the Yankees here um, because they've been home against the O's in Toronto for seven games. Now they're going to city field, which is what five feet away. Then they're back at Yankee stadium for that one game against Minnesota. Then they go to Baltimore and then they're back home for six games. So really they're on the road for three games out of this really long stretch. Um, And they've already lost. They've already lost six of these seven at home. So let's not keep doing that because it can't keep happening. Um, And this would be the nail in the Yankees coffin. If they decided to lay down against the Mets, the Mets who we thought ended their season back in the beginning of July. Um, uh, back when the Mets were the talk of the town leading with a 43 and 37 record, I think. And the Yankees were dog shit with a 41 and 40 record. Um, <laughs> and now things have turned around. The Yankees are still shitty, but have a much better record. And the Mets are under 500 and they're certainly not winning the NL East unless they go on an unthinkable run, um, which they're not going to do. Cause then after that, they have the Cardinals, they have the Phillies, they have the Red Sox, they have the Brewers, and then they have the Braves. So Good that's Lord. A, yeah, very daunting for the Mets. They had their chance to kind of get the cushion and then let September kind of play its course uh, and determine their fate. Now they control everything and they have to keep winning. They cannot do that. Um Aaron Judge said he met with the team last night after the loss. Would love to know what Aaron Judge said to the team. Would love to know what anybody says to this team ever. Um, because I don't <laughs> know. What, yeah, I don't know what I don't know what anybody is. I don't know what the attitude is, because like you should have said something to the team like four games ago when Just things thinking were about Judge bad. huddling, huddling the team up and going, look, Andrew Heaney got victimized by the home run ball. <laughs> We, we were close might be embarrassing, but judge also said we have 18 games left. It's time to roll. Isn't there 22 games left? There's, there's 22 games left there. Yeah. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> like we can't even, 
I mean, that's according to Yankees videos from SNY. So he just gave us four said. extra losses. He's like, yeah. look, we're going to lose. We're going to lose the next four, too. But then after that, we have 18 games left. Yeah, it's just upset. You have the post game here. I know what the team's capable of. Everyone in this room knows what the team's capable of. Right now, things just aren't going our way. Right now, things are like that's in that's. That's the understatement of the century. Can't do anything. Um, so maybe whatever he said to the team, I, I don't know, lit a fire. I hope it lights a fire to play the Mets. The Mets are the Mets are truly the Yankees' little brother. They have regret. They after all the shit talking their fans have done uh, this entire year. Now they're sitting in almost the middle of September here with the below five hundred record. Um, they've coughed up the division in. Hilarious fashion uh, to two teams who aren't even like that great. The Phillies and the Braves, like solid teams, but nothing entirely special, especially with all the fumble fumbling they've done over the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, I don't know who's starting Sunday. Uh, it's unfortunate that it is a primetime game and it's probably going to be someone who's not entirely experienced. So I think that one, if anything, would not fall in our favor. But then also, like you said, we have the Carrasco. Uh, Carrasco on the other side, who's really not fit for prime time, really not fit to pitch and get a t- pitch a team in a must win game um, at this point. Uh, and then you have the whole September 11th factor here. Um, I know it's motivation for both teams, um, but that year the Yankees were in the World Series. Uh, maybe history would suggest that it's a little bit more on uh the, the, the burdens on their shoulders to because they have a shot at the playoffs. They, they they really have a realistic chance to do something this year if they could figure out and get it together. So maybe that's part of the motivation factor. I don't know. Once again, nothing motivates this team. There is something rotten at the core of whatever this culture and DNA is. We have no idea. We wish we knew. Um, but you can tell in the post games, once again, that there's just not really any urgency. You can talk about how you're not playing well and talk about how things aren't going your way, but it's much more than that uh, because the fans aren't stupid. They're tuned into every single at bat all the time. We're at the game on Wednesday. Not that many people there, but everyone who's there is every pitch dialed in every pitch. No knows what the batter's deficiencies are and knows, you know what they've been doing lately. So uh, the fans aren't stupid, man. The fans are paying attention. The fans know exactly what's going on. So can we get something? Can we get Luke Voigt to to, to say some shit in the post game to get this team excited. I don't know. Whatever's happening is not working. But like I said, if the Mets, if the Mets are the team we're going to run into, you really can't ask for anything better than that. You have to, you have to take advantage. It's, yeah, it's probably not going to be talk, a sweep. I can't talk cockily. I just can't talk cockily. Look no. at this team right now. They, they, you got to get a win before I'm going to blast anybody. Like I normally I would do the leg here. Thank God. Here come the Mets. But I just, I can't do that. We got Sal Romano. Like, Mets roster isn't good either, but come on. Like, and, and I just went through the schedule and like that, that series against the Red Sox, you got to win two out of three. You can lose one. You got to win two out of three, but isn't it more likely they just get swept? Yeah. And the season ends like yes. at Fenway that, that happens a lot. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to speak things into existence, but I'm not blindly ignorant to it for a long time. What you could comfort yourself with, like when even last week when the Yankees were losing to the Angels and Orioles, you could say, well, the Yankees don't beat the Orioles like other teams do. And the Yankees play down to opponents consistently. And, and just look at what they do against the White Sox and what they do against the Astros and how well they've played against the Rays lately because they really have turned that one around. And so you could really trick yourself into being like the Orioles series wasn't determinative. This Angels series like they were a hit away from sweeping the Angels and they lost two out of three. 
Like, should have won the first game, should have won the second game, didn't won the third. Those were slugfests. Back when we used to hit, that was back when we used to hit. That was an enjoyable time at the start of this losing streak that now feels like my entire life. But then the Jays come in, and they certainly don't play up to them. The Jays have a better offense than we do. It's not close. The Jays' run differential on the season is like 170 now. Um, That's how you determine a good team. The Yankees are somewhere in the high 40s or low 50s. Red Sox are like 57 or something. The A's are somewhere in the mid 50s. All the other wildcard pretenders are like 100 runs worse than the Blue Jays. So it was only a matter of time before the Blue Jays did this. I guess the real takeaway from that series is it's sort of stunning that it took until September 9th for Toronto to be in the same ballpark as the Yankees because they're so much better right now. I don't know. And, and it is easy to get into a long-term rut. This should not be determinative for next season and beyond. The Yankees are going to be able to make some changes this season. The Yankees have as fertile a farm system as the Blue Jays, especially after Austin Martin got traded for Jose Barrios. There, there are guys coming, like Anthony Volpe's coming. Jason yeah. Dominguez is coming. Heel's going to have a full year. Schmidt, even if these guys, even if the pitchers, even if we lose them at some point, there's Medina, there's Schmidt, there's Randy Velasquez, Vasquez, <laughs> Randy Vasquez. <laughs> there's guys, there's guys I want to see. There is a wave of prospects coming out of our system too. Uh, and I can't wait until 2023 when we learn they're all weirdly unclutched too, and there's nothing we can do about it. Like this current core. Yeah. What are you going to do? Great prospects. They come up, they never deliver in big situations. <laughs> what are you going to do? Nothing you can do. Can't, can't determine that from single a. Um, but now that safety net is entirely gone. The lead is gone. Uh, the, the ability for you to say we play down to bad teams and beat good teams. That's gone. Cause we just faced a real good team at home and didn't hold a lead for four games. We were at the game. On Wednesday, the Gardner home run felt like the Gary Sanchez grand slam from Sunday to me where I like it. I'm glad it happened at no point in the wake of that homer. Am I confident in the ultimate outcome of the game? Yeah. And of course, after the Gary grand slam, most good teams would slam the door, especially after the second Gary home run that put him up seven four. most good teams slammed the door several times against the Orioles. Yankees don't do it once. Gardner takes momentum back, ties the game. Most good teams find a way to win that. Yankees find a way to lose it. That's why I just don't feel like that there's anything good in the future of this team. I, I don't think it's, you know, they could they could surprise me. I think the Italian Gallo Rizzo shirts are going to age as poorly as any shirt. The Jabba don't rules. Burn them at this point. Looks like the Jabba rules at this point. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not seeing it. I, I'm not giving. I'm not surrendering. I I laid out the path for you. I'm not saying it's that hard. It really isn't. You just got to win these win these games against very bad teams. Take series against decent teams, and you know hold sir. Go to Toronto and hold serve. Win a game, unless at that point the two teams are tied in the standings. But win but, the opener and just play with house yeah. money. The rest of the way, that's what they need to do. They can't, they have to dictate some of it in, in, in their, in, in their, you know, in their favor. And they just don't do it. Um, Crazy how they just, they just let a team walk in like the blue Jays and just do that to them. Like what other team does that? Obviously no other team since 1908. So (laughs) no team does that. So like when we're sitting here and we're saying, when was the last time you've seen this? Like when, when was the last time you've seen a contender do this type of shit? Like when is the last time you've seen an offense with this many all-stars do this type of thing? Like nobody's stepping up. Nobody's doing it. Nobody, absolutely nobody's doing it. The answer is nobody, literally nobody in history has done this since 1908. It's been uh, it's been 113 years. So and I mean, they better have extra motivation. Trevor, Trevor May had kind of had a, a little a little 
shitty comment about the Yankees, Yankee Stadium. Do you see that? Trevor May saying yeah. no 314 foot yeah. little little knob jobs in our ballpark. Yes, yeah. I did. Is that. it like grow up, dude? I'm so sick of this shit. Everybody's a baby. You have the wall too, Trevor. Yeah. The wall is there. Oracle Park is like a 308 foot right field. Something the like Red that. Sox have a 212 yeah. <laughs> foot right field. It's you just can hit a 16 foot home run at Fenway if you time it right. You can hit a <laughs> home run off your foot in right field in Fenway. Uh, but yeah, I just I can't believe it's come to this point. I, I, I just can't believe that nobody is stepping up like. You have this lineup. You have Gallo and Rizzo. How many? How much more are we going to talk about them? How many more? How, how many more shirts are we going to sell? How many more times are we going to play the Italian music when somebody does something? It's not like it's not fun anymore. Don't no. do it. Don't encourage anybody. They don't. Gallo, like, how is it? I don't understand. Like at this point, I I don't know how you utilize him. He can't hit. I don't know. I really and he don't can't know. hit fastballs in the zone. No, it's not out of the zone. He's not chasing. It's it's Greg Bird. Yeah. Going off on a tangent, but I'm just, you know, you look at the lineup card and you're just like, how, how is this, how is this your, how is this your sixth hitter? And he's can't do it. You can put him anywhere in the lineup. He can't do it. I believe in him more than I believe in, in like Greg Bird. I, I do think yeah, he will sure. find it. He, he will eventually deliver for you. But yeah, outside of a couple signature Yankee moments, very frustrating. That is, that is blissfully going to be it for this. I just can't. I'm sorry. I just That's it. I just can't. That that's blissfully going to be it for this Friday edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five star review along with the mailbag question. We'd be more than happy to answer it. This podcast is vastly between being hater fuel and fan fuel over the past several months. I had Gabrielle Starr on a couple weeks ago, and the Red Sox were going through exactly the same thing. By the way, they're also you know they haven't exactly been great, but. That was the first time in a long time. It was like end of all. It was like August 20th that this podcast was actually for Yankee fans instead of being hater fuel. That's right back to hater fuel. This, you know, no matter what you have to say about the 2021 Yankees, whether you believe there's a chance they could bounce back or not, you have to admit that where they are right now is basically the worst case scenario for this roster. And so we have three weeks to turn it around. Or maybe the Yankees told Aaron Judge he has 18 games. They're going to rest him for four. I don't know. Aaron Judge seems to think we have 18 games. We have 22 games. Final stretch begins today. Until next time, you can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib, and that is my name, Adam Weinrib. Uh, and my name is Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. You can find us at yanksgoyard.com. We're doing a lot of complaining there. You can also talk to us on the official Yanks Go Yard Twitter account at yanksgoyardfs. Uh, a lot of banter there. Um, a lot of contrarians just coming in to try and uh, prove what? I don't know. Trying to prove us wrong when we're just right i i don't want to be right you think i want to keep being right about this team i don't um but anyway guys you know what it's been a rough stretch just it's pizza friday just enjoy yourself the yankees don't deserve pizza if they're getting fed anything the mets whatever for whatever's for dinner in the clubhouse tonight don't make it pizza don't give these guys any motivation um fans everybody who supported this team watched all these games get a nice fat pie tonight Hope for a win because that's all we could do at this point. Um, I don't know why we think it's going to get any better down the stretch when decisions loom even larger and clutch play is even more essential. But I guess we'll pretend like we're going to be optimistic, right? Let's go Yanks. The grounder to Glaber Torres in the Orioles game changed the entire season. Let's change it back. Let's go Yanks.
So as you graduate and head out into the world, there's only one thing that you need to know. Hi, this is Jamie from Progressive. Yeah, I can talk now. Progressive protects you 24-7. So, tell me what happened. Oh, I'm sorry, Gene. Can you give me one second? Um, brush up for every meal. Congratulations and thank you. Sorry about that. I'm back. So tell me about this fender bender. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Covered subject to policy terms. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.